Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. I'm really struggling with this hair, ladies and gentlemen, and folks of all identities. You know we're going to grow our hair out. It's a competition. Like, I, well, I think I'll <laughs> win because my hair grows so fast. You don't even know how fast my hair grows. You're right, but I do know how fast <laughs> my hair grows. Well, I think I'm going to win because of how fast my hair grows. We're not even, your hair is already longer than mine to start with. I disagree. You mean this bit? Yeah, the shaved bit. We have very similar haircuts. And then we'll have to change our bitmojis. Yeah. So maybe we shouldn't change our hair. No, I'm going to. Okay. I just want to like grow it out for something different and then cut it off again. But if you've ever had an undercut, you can appreciate that the first, I don't know, what, 8, 12 weeks of growing it out? Uh -huh. It's not great. No, it's not great. I grew out like a, just like a... That underneath here undercut one time. Yeah. But I could wear my hair in a low down ponytail and like hide it until mm. it was long enough to gather into that little ponytail. Yeah. Oh, anyways, anyways, this is not a haircut podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, so welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm pretty good. Great. Yeah. We watched this episode a few days ago. I'm nervous that I'm going to miss some of the like. Yeah, we should have like reviewed our notes or like something. Like rewatched it. I don't... Excuse me. I hung these headphones up here and thought they're gonna fall. Yeah, you can just like leave them on the floor. <laughs> I put them on this handy rack under here. Okay. So we are recapping episode seventeen, season one, episode seventeen, titled "Choices." April fourteenth, nineteen ninety-seven, springtime. Where were you? In grade seven. I was in, in school. Were you two grades below me, even though you're only one year younger than me? Yeah. Oh. So were you like class of 2022, had you not done an extra year? 20, 2002? Jesus. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you make it sound. <laughs> I did an I extra did... year too. <laughs> My diploma says 2001. <laughs> Why did you do an extra year? I didn't have enough credits. Oh. Yeah. I just made the critical error of going to a school where it was called Bishop Carroll and you learned at your own pace. Like they kind of structure it like university in that you really, you had your course load and you had to go to like lectures and labs, but otherwise you kind of did it on your own. Yeah. And they, I think it was geared towards people who were in like elite sports or music or oh, training for okay. the Olympics. Or Miriam, who started in grade 10 with me and graduated from high school a year and a half later and is now probably like a rocket scientist. Yeah. I think you could do that in any high school, though. Like, I think my stepsister Lynn did that. She graduated early. Well, but I chose a different path and that was the social path. Yeah. And I really flourished in drama. Yeah. And in grade 10 and 11... I did all my 
drama, English, history, or social studies, art, like I did everything. And then by the start of grade 12, they were like, so Carlin, you have not done a single math or science yet. <laughs> like I'd still be in high school if I went to that high school. Yeah. Like I... So I did the fourth year program. I had to ex just extend my high school career by half a year. Right. And go back. And it was just math credits. Or no, it wasn't It wasn't core subjects that I was short. It was actually just math, like credits. But my problem was that I kept failing math. Oh. So I would take it and fail it. And then you don't get those credits. Yeah. And so by the time I was done, I had like taken all these courses, but I hadn't passed them all. Oh, I'm so no. bad at math. Anyways, I had enough math credits to graduate and science. And well, good thing you don't need math to podcast. No, you don't. So I had to go back and I just took extras. I took like sociology and art. Yeah. Just to get the credits. Hmm. All but right. You were two years in school behind me. even though Yeah. So you were like, you would have graduated with my brother if we had gone to the same high school. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. April 14th, 1997. Camille, a beautiful girl with a wild reputation. Wowza. Befriends Mary and starts to influence her behavior. Carrie Russell guest stars. So crazy. Like, she's, she's just a baby. Yeah. yeah, she's super hot. Yeah. Like, she could be Ruthie's mom with the, with that hair. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's, yeah, there, <laughs> there's so much here. Yeah, I'm just so like, hot. the very first thing I put, Tom, lip kiss. <laughs> Pet store with a e emoji. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, so the main themes is Mary ends up falling in with the wrong crowd and has to make a choice and has to make a choice annie is uncomfortably flirty with this other pastor he was his he was his name's tom and he was eric's associate pastor like, is that like junior pastor assistant pastor yeah maybe but eric doesn't like him but he shows up in town and out of nowhere. And it's weird because you get this vibe from Eric. He says, well, he's always seems like he's hiding something. Always seems like he's yeah. hiding something. But I really thought like Eric has to make this choice of like leaning in to help Tom mm -hmm. instead of not. I don't know what Annie has to choose, but Ruthie and Simon. Not to cheat on Eric with Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ruthie and Simon have to choose to tell the truth or not about a scheme, a scam mm -hmm. they got into. Yeah. Matt, did Matt have to do anything really? Yeah. I feel like Matt really had no storyline here. No, he like has some outside storyline. Like he rescues Mary. At one point. Yeah. Like he's like adjacent mm -hmm. to all of this. And Lucy had to choose her religion. <laughs> what is okay. Like what? <laughs> Is is confirmation in a lot of religions? Like I know within it's in Catholicism, it's obviously in whatever type of Christianity Glen Oak Church is. Yeah. Because Eric is like, hey, Lucy, you gotta go to confirmation confirmation classes. Classes starting Sunday, because you're 13 now. And then he's like so then he's like, why don't you talk to Tom? Mm -hmm. And Tom suggests, well, you know, have you looked at other mm -hmm. religions? You know, this is really your time to choose what religion you're going to like give your life to. 
Yeah. And at one point, Lucy says Richard Gere likes Buddhism. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's why she wanted a book on Buddhism. And that's like Lucy's storyline wrapped up right there. Yeah. She does choose. Well, she's blackmailed. Into, she's blackmailed into choosing the Glen Oak Church, which we'll get to at the end. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess to kick it off, does it start with um, Mary's storyline in... Yeah, she's in detention. Is she in detention because of the bathroom? With because of the stuff with the guy from before? I don't know. It no, it's for be. It's for her tardy slip. Oh, the tardy slip that Matt signed. That Matt signed because that comes out in this episode, right? And, um, but Eric and Annie don't know that Matt signed the tardy slip, so they don't even know that detention exists. Yeah. Okay. So Mary sits down in detention, and Carrie Russell, who is Camille. Camille? Camille? Is like, don't worry, I don't bite. What are you in for? Like, flings, like, swooshes her yeah. big, long, curly hair around. Mary's Felicity like, hair. I was tardy. <laughs> and Camille's like, I was smoking in the boys' bathroom. Oh, my. And, like, <laughs> Mary's face is like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, like, she's a bad girl. <laughs> I felt right away that there was some sexual tension. 100%. Between Camille and yes, Mary. Sure. What else were you doing in there? But <sighs> so Camille immediately is like, let's go to the mall. Yeah, let's go shopping. And she's like, well, I have to ask my parents. Um, Going to Mary's parents to loosen up. Going to get Lucy. Okay. So I think Camille what? said that she was going to get her parents to loosen up or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we or... need to get your parents to loosen up. Yeah. And then Matt lies to Annie and says that Mary's at basketball practice. And Annie's like, oh, even in the off season? And he's like, yeah, you know, those girls, they're just so dedicated. Mm -hmm. And so when Mary comes back from detention. Matt like sneaks her in. Somehow. Yeah. Well, and Annie's like, oh, I'm so proud of you for, you know, doing your practice. And Mary's like, yeah, cool. Can I go to the mall? Um, Annie says it's okay, but... They're like, who is this Camille? You've never mentioned her before. But she's like new to the school, doesn't really have a group yet. No, she's got the smoking in the boys' bathroom group. Well, and Matt right away is like, not Camille. You can't hang out with her. She has a reputation of being really, really wild. No, he says she has the reputation of being wild. Really wild. Mm. Wet and wild. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to the mall. But they end up having to take Ruthie and Simon. Ruthie and Simon. But I feel like this is where we have to back up. This one doesn't flow yeah. as easily in a recap because there are so many separate storylines. I feel like separate but overcrossing. Yes. So while this is happening, a taxi cab pulls up and out comes Tom, who's this like handsome. I wrote handsome guy in a suit. In a suit. And he drops a $50 bill. In their driveway. In their driveway. And... So, well, in the meanwhile, also, when they cut to Annie, she's fixing a shelf. Blue job, Annie. Yeah. And Ruthie is saying, I want a hamster. I want a fish. She's yes. asking for she another wants pet. A pet. And Annie's like, I don't like rodents. I think a dog is enough. We don't need another pet. Yeah. And she's like, well, the dog is Simon's and I'm old enough now. I go to school. I can get a pet. Like, unpopular opinion. I don't think kids should have pets in the sense that like the adult shouldn't in 
the adult can encourage and coach the child to take care of it, but you shouldn't get your kids a pet with the assumption that they will single-handedly take care of it because ultimately you are responsible. You know, they don't have any money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and kids are idiots. Um, okay. So have you ever shown up to somebody's house unexpected with a duffel bag or otherwise, or just showed up at somebody's house unexpected? I would never. Like, no, but I grew up in a very small town and people drop in on each other a lot. That's like just what happens. But like, I... I don't think you drop in on somebody with the expectation of like staying there. And I know Tom wasn't <laughs> initially. Had, he says, like, if you'd be so kind to call me a taxi to take me to the cheapest motel in town. Yeah. And Annie then is thrilled. Yeah. He's hot. He's hot. They lip kiss. Yeah. And... So they open the door and she's like, Tom, and they lip kiss. Mm, like, like Annie, that's what you do with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Not Tom, the associate pastor. <laughs> um, yeah. And so... And Eric right away is pissed. Yeah. He's like, oh, Tom's always sneaking around. He seems like he's always hiding something. Yeah. And Annie is ambivalent. Like, er, an is ambivalent? No. She's like, um, what's the word when you, like, don't notice somebody else's... Um... You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, she's that. Yeah. She is unaware that that Eric is so upset. And he's like, oh, gosh, I wouldn't want to put you out. And she's like, absolutely not. You can, of course, stay here. Yeah. And then she finds out Eric is not impressed and does not want that. Yeah, I wrote here, Eric isn't crazy about Tom. Seems like he's always hiding something. And then in the next scene, okay, well, we'll get to what Tom is hiding and I'll explain. But in the next scene... He's standing in the kitchen and he just like sneakily opens a bottle of pills and sticks one in his mouth. So like all of a sudden dry swallows. I'm like, Tom, I wrote Tom's a pill popper. That's what I wrote. <laughs> Tom's a pill popper. <laughs> like there's no other expl explanation. No. And he's so we're like, well, drugs. that's what's wrong. Yeah. He's, he's no hiding his drug addiction. Yeah. To like, <laughs> I don't know, uppers, downers, whatever. Yeah. Who knows? We don't know yet. So. Okay, so that's established, and now we know, so then Mary ends up having to take Ruthie and Simon to the mall mm -hmm. with her and Camille, and they have 50 bucks, and they think they are rich. Oh, yeah. I mean, in 1997, 50 bucks was, like, a decent amount of money. Yeah, sure. Like, today, it's not even a gallon of milk. No. <laughs> no, the four of us can't even, like, eat at McDonald's for no. 50 bucks. No, back in my day. Back in my day, a happy yeah. meal cost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they're stoked to go to the mall and camille mary camille mary simon and ruthie are like at this store looking at dresses yeah. and they're like we're bored can we go to the pet store next door and mary's like no like you can't and camille's like why not like just get them out of our hair they're right next door and we'll go find them when we're done yeah and they end up going to try on dresses and then Ruthie and Simon go to the pet store. And this pet store is 
your stereotypical 90s pet store. Yeah. Like, it's the pet store where I got my first hamster. Yeah. And, like, you know, we do our best until we know better and then we do better. Uh And I think the pet industry is doing better. But there's a lot of pets to be purchased. Yeah. There's pets everywhere in this this pet store. And then Um, there's... Like, the, the other day I went to go get dog food and Olivia was in the car. And I was like, do you want to come in? And she's like, is there pets in there? And I was like, nope. And she was like, no, I'll stay in the car. Yeah, because you don't <laughs> sell animals like products. And well, you still sell hamsters. No, I know. But um, then this guy is like getting paid for delivering these baby hamsters. And he's like, I'm selling these off the shelf. They're flying off the shelf. Yeah, he's like, bring them. Keep bringing Keep them. Keep bringing them. And he sends it. He gives them like, I don't know, a hundred bucks or so, like something. Yeah. And Simon and Ruthie are like, we could spend $50 on hamsters, breed them, and pay for our college education. Yeah. They were going to start a hamster mill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember I have like, this memory is with me. I, we are at the pet store. And so the, the town that was the closest to the town I grew up in that was like significant that had a mall was named Lindsay, ironically. Ironic. Um, and so we're in the Lindsay mo- in the Lindsay Town Center, and I'm begging for a hamster, and my mom is like, no, no, no. Oh, my God. And, like, looking back on it now, like, had my parents had this conversation already? Like, I don't think my mom's the type of person that would just have just showed back up at home with a hamster without telling right. my dad. But, like, did she go talk, call him on a payphone? Or had they said, you know, maybe we'll think about it. Yeah, we could probably get one. And then the opportunity presented itself. Yeah. So I got Hammy. Of course. He was the best. We have a little picture of him. I know. He's sleeping on the corner of the couch with a little blanket over him in that photo. He was was the best hamster in the whole world. He would sleep on my shoulder in like a nest in my hair. And he would grind his teeth when he was sleeping. So all my shirts had tiny little like gnaw marks in the shoulders. And he went everywhere. I had a little carrying case for him. And he, I would take him outside and into the bush. And like... Oh, my God. Oh, he was the best. And he lived to be so old. He was like four when he died, which is so old. That's so old for a hamster. Yeah. He got like really skinny and old, like just kind of like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> like he just got old. And I it... had a mouse named Lucky. Oh. And he wasn't very lucky because he had some sort of flesh eating disease and it ate his ear. Oh, no. And his tail had a kink in it. Uh-huh. But I just loved him. He was a little white mouse. And yeah. But did you buy him from the pet store? Yeah, of course. You didn't find yeah. him? No. Um, Do you want to tell the world what you did? In a minute. Okay. So, <laughs> um, but then my brother wanted a hamster. Of course. Um, and then the neighbor at our cottage, they had a girl hamster and they oh, wanted to breed this hamster. Why? And so we would take, I would take Hammy over there. Do you know about the birds and the bees at this point? Like, I must have. But, like, to think about, I was probably 10 and my brother was 8. And the other kids were, like, 7 and 9. Like we And and we would put oven mitts on because they might fight. What? Yeah. And so we would put them together. And if they started to fight, we'd have to grab them apart. So one of us would wear oven mitts to pull them apart. And we would breathe. Upstairs. Okay, but if they didn't fight, you'd watch them do it? Yeah, yeah. But their hamster never got pregnant. There was some sort of fertility issue going on there, I guess. I <laughs> you didn't know. have a little mini IVF operation going no. on? No. So then, my brother's hamster, Lightning, died. And then I wanted another hamster. So I got another hamster. And I named him Sammy. 
had to rhyme with Hammy. Hammy and Sammy. Yeah, yeah. And they were both boys. And then Hammy died, and I wanted another one. So I got a hamster, and it was a girl hamster, and I got it on St. Patrick's Day, so I named it Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and actually I think I named Sammy Tammy first and then Tammy grew some balls and I changed her name to Sammy. (laughs) But I then bred Sammy and Patricia and she had babies and she ate them all. This is what hamsters do. Like they don't breastfeed? (laughs) No, they do. If they're not eating them. They, she, if they get freaked out or anything it is to happen, they will eat them. And she gave birth the night we were moving to the cottage for the summer. She had postpartum so bad she ate them. Yeah. And then I bred their, her again and she had four babies or three. And they got, she didn't eat them right away. They got a little bit bigger. And then one night I left the, ha- the lid open on Sammy's cage and Sammy got loose and she must have, like, known that he was, like, prowling outside her cage. And so she put them in her cheek pouches for safekeeping. And they died. <laughs> and like, I'm never getting a rodent with you. Oh, I love them so much. Do you? Yes. So then I bred them again. I don't Jesus know. Jesus Christ. And she had six babies. And... I kept one and my brother kept one. Um, what did I name mine? My brother named his Doug Gilmore. How many did they eat? None. I gave two to my friend Jamie that I grew up with. And the other two went and lived in one of the teacher's classrooms at my elementary school. PJ. I think that was the other one. Okay. Well, I just Googled how do hamsters mate? And it said, if the female is receptive, then she will run in front of the male a few steps, then freeze Stick her, her body. tail up. That the female then exhibits lordosis behavior. In response, the male will typically groom the hamster female, the female hamster's rear, and then mount the female. Mating lasts several seconds. This is from Wikipedia. So, <laughs> yeah. And then it, there's a caption that says the secret in successful hamster breeding. Hmm. Like, don't. There's enough animals in this world in captivity. Like, don't. Yeah, I don't know. I live like in the country sure that's what we did yeah but yes i then got a hamster as an adult for my children and my german shepherd killed it in a super traumatic story yeah (laughs) no but then you gotta tell the mouse story oh the one i just told the other day yes yeah i like i just really loved rodents and so there was a bunch of mice in our garage so i caught them like in a live trap and put them in an old hamster cage and brought them into our home and they all got loose. Didn't they have babies? No, they just got loose in our house. There was like eight of them. My mom wasn't happy. And the traps that they put out were not live traps to catch them. Like, Barb, (laughs) if you want to come onto my other podcast called I Did Not Sign Up For This, there is always an open invitation. And we can change names. Your kid. Leslie. Leslie. Oh, God. Anyways. Okay, so Simon and Ruthie are at the pet store. They want a hamster. The guy says, no can do, kids. There's no adult here. So he, so they go out, they go out the store in the mall, and there's, well, there, that guy walks up to, so there's a man that walks up to the till first. In a trench coat. And says, you, you want some ferrets? 
And he opens his jacket and there's these ferrets. And the man says, no, they're illegal. Get out of here. So Simon and Ruthie go out of the store and lo and behold, Trenchcoat Man is in the shadowy section of the mall going, hey, kids. And then he opens his as if he's going to expose himself to these children, (laughs) except instead he's got two ferrets Mm -hmm. sticking out of these custom pockets. Ferret pockets in his jacket. Oh my God. So I Googled it. Ferrets are illegal even to this day in California. Illegal. Yeah, I guess because they are a rodent. Yeah. In the way that rats are illegal in Alberta. Yeah. They're illegal in California and one other state. And and then within the states that it's legalized, it is illegal in some cities. Hmm. But yeah. We, my ex and I, um, helped transport these abandoned or orphaned raccoon babies the kits is what they call them um and in alberta they're considered invasive invasive i was gonna say obnoxious but (laughs) too um invasive and so if you call animal control or anything like they'll just euthanize them Uh and there's a rescue in saskatoon and she takes in orphaned kits because a lot of times the parents get killed and she raises them and then they end up going to this sort of like halfway farm until they start, until they kind of like mature sexually and then they can get quite violent. And then they get released into the wild, like far into the wild. Uh-huh. And there was three baby kits that we went and picked up somewhere. I feel it was like Medicine Hat or something. And it was just like in this like sketchy parking lot. <laughs> and we they were in this like little dog kennel and they were so stinking cute. And then we got I, to, like, I also have them. rescued raccoons. Yeah. So cute. And, but we, the whole drive, Lindy, Lindy was like, oh my God, look up. Like, is it legal to have them as pets? <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's not legal in Alberta, but if we relocated to Saskatchewan, we couldn't have them in Saskatoon. <laughs> but if you live outside city limits, you can have them as a pet. And if you spay or neuter them, they don't get violent. Yeah. And so we had this whole, like, how are we going to, what we're going to name them? And yeah, we still, we had five dogs and five cats. Like it was, add some raccoons. Yeah, so we we found a dead mom on the side of the highway and the four babies around it. Yeah. And so we grabbed them all. And I lived in the country and the neighbors had a dog run. And so we collected them all not easily. Yeah. And we had to, like, go back and find the other two. Anyways, um, we had to use, like, one of the old hunting dogs to, like, help him uh, sniff it out to find one of them. Anyways, we got all four of them. We named them Milo, Chip, Rocky, and Nala, I think were their names. And they were so cute. Yeah. And they would follow us around in a line yeah, like we were their parents. Do. I have all these photos of them. And we went and bought baby pablum and would feed them. They yeah. were so young. And then we went and caught some crayfish at the cottage. And we like put rocks and the crayfish in like this big trough yeah. and sand. And then they would like teach themselves how to catch. Yeah. And then, yeah, they grew out a little bit older and they got like angry and violent and they would climb <laughs> trees and not come back down yeah but they were superhuman like tame yeah now. so we went and let them go on the island yeah it was cute my grandpa drove us over we all had a big like cry and let them go my god i know raccoons anyways <sighs> ferrets are illegal in california ferrets are illegal but this guy tells ruthie and simon you want to make money these guys are so easy to take care of and breed you just need a shoebox with some holes and some you know crackers to feed them that's not the case with ferrets. No. You need a giant cage. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Well, and the, you need a lot. Yeah. And he's like, and Simon's like, well, how much are they? Because we only have $50. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> and then Ruthie's like, that's 5,000 pennies. Ugh. And then this guy, the scammer is like, you know what? I Funny enough, I, I usually sell them 50 a piece, but I'm willing to let them go for 50 for two. And Simon thinks, I'm a businessman. This is a good deal. Yeah. And so they end up in Simon's jacket. And when they get home from the store, they like run upstairs to put them in a shoebox. And they promptly get loose. They promptly get loose as, you know, you would. Being a ferret. Being a ferret in a tiny shoebox. Yeah. And so Annie thinks they've got mice. So there's a whole side story going where Annie thinks they've got mice. Yeah. And she eventually catches up with the ferrets. Um, and Tom decides to keep them. Yeah. That kind of closes the loop on the ferret story. Yeah. There's so much that happened in this episode. There is. So. I'm going to stop talking about hamsters and raccoons. Well, yeah. So we know that Tom is having an issue. He's popped his pill and then he's talking to Annie and Eric after and Annie is, Eric is like going to go visit this woman, Judy, Judy, whose husband died by suicide. And I would like to take this moment that it was very 1996 to use the term committed suicide. Oh yeah. But Mm -hmm. friends, we don't say that anymore because you commit a crime, you commit a felony, you commit murder, murder, (laughs) but not on yourself. (laughs) Yeah. You, you die by suicide. Yeah. So um, her partner died by suicide and Eric was going to go counsel her. And Annie's like, Tom, why don't you go with him? This is going to be so great. And he's like, no, no, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. And he runs off. He's like, I'm, I'm going to bed. I'm tired. And they were just about to play rummy or gin, gin. gin. I knew it was a, it was a liquor. Yeah. Um, it's a gin rummy game. Oh. So, so uh, they never closed up why Tom doesn't like didn't like Bill though. Who's Bill? Bill's the guy that died by suicide. Oh, I got from it that Tom didn't Tom was feeling possibly suicidal and didn't want to go counsel somebody whose partner just died by suicide. So, I thought that, but when they go to see Judy, Judy one of them says Tom never liked Bill. Oh. Yeah. Maybe Tom's a closeted homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> and had feelings for Bill. Maybe. And then his lip kiss with Annie confused him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So more concerning things with Tom. Tom goes for a walk and he doesn't return. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he's at the billiards and... It says he's drinking slice. So, so is that a cola? I looked it up. It's a pop. Is pop American or Canadian the term? Oh, it's a soda for our American friends. Soda pop. Soda pop. Um, it was made by I think Pepsi, and it was discontinued pretty quickly. But it was sort of like a Seven Upy type thing called slice. And also, I now know why he wasn't drinking. Because of what of what his his problem is, yes. it all made sense in the end. Yes. yes. So Tom's like, oh, like I better get going. Sorry, I wasn't good company. 
and the like quote unquote bartender, even though it's billards and they don't sell alcohol seemingly, yeah. um, is like, well, I can get you another one. It's my job to keep you company. And then he's just being all like dark and scowly. And he's like, how much do I owe you? And then he goes and he realizes he lost his $50. Yeah. Um, and so, so Eric ends up finding him in the church Yeah. and he's sitting in the pews and Eric's like, oh, what's wrong, Tom? Yeah. Doesn't really care. Yeah. <laughs> but Annie made him go. And Tom, <laughs> um, he said, Tom frightened his congregation and humiliated himself and he can never go back and should not be a preacher or a pastor mm-hmm. anymore. And I was like, did he pop too many pills? And like, yeah. What happened? No. Ladies and gentlemen. So Tom has <laughs> epilepsy. And he had a seizure. And he had a seizure. And he frightened the congregation. <laughs> and he can never go back. And oh, that's why he mon. was taking pills. And, he's and that's t- why he wasn't drinking. My God. Uh, so, okay. My ex-husband has epilepsy and I lived with an epileptic for 10 years. And I can tell you... Like, I get that he was trying to be sneaky about Did taking... Did you get frightened and watch her ex-husband become humiliated? No. <laughs> <laughs> frightened, maybe. But, like... Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you wouldn't sneakily pop a pill in the kitchen. You got to take your medication at specific times. Yeah. And so you're probably planning it, like, in the morning and then at bedtime. Not just, like... like a, at 7 p.m. Like a drug addict in the kitchen. Right. And I, like, why would you dry swallow it? I, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's something in my throat just thinking about it. Greg takes, like, eight pills, not just even one. So, yeah. like... Although, then... I will say about the being sneaky, I have asthma, mm-hmm. and I get real embarrassed when I have to take my inhaler. Like, I just feel like such a loser. <laughs> not that I would frighten people, but I just don't want to draw attention to myself. Yeah. And so, like, I try and go off and do it, like, somewhere quiet, not... Because you're shamed? Yeah. Shameful? Yeah. Anyways. um, Yeah. And then Eric says that Tom is the strongest man he's ever met. Yeah. That And Tom has kept this a secret the whole time. And yeah. that's why he's seemed sneaky. Yeah. He's like, you know what I see, Tom? A strong man. <laughs> like. Uh, it was just. It's like. It reminded me of in the Babysitter's Club movie. Yeah. When, um, the girl has, the girl, the girl has diabetes. Yeah. And I'm drawing a blank on her name, which is awful. There's a child screaming. Like, it is nine o'clock. Are you being kidnapped? Or, so you close the window. I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. We're trying to record a podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And she's Stacy. Yeah. Stacy. Bears by her. Diabetes. <laughs> um, okay, so then Tom, everything's great with Tom, and Tom decides that he's going to keep the ferrets because they're legal in Denver. Yes. But then he just has them in a shoebox, and is that how you're boarding the plane? Yeah, like he's taking a taxi to the airport, or someone's driving him, yeah. and they're just still in the shoebox. Also, the sermon that he was practicing was yeah. about choices. Well, and I said, Tom throws the Camdens under the bus through his sermon. So they go to church on Saturday to let Tom practice a sermon. And he's like talking about all these choices 
But like kind of throwing them all under the bus. Yeah, he mentions each of the choices that each of the kids had. Yeah. In a negative way. Oh, God. Okay, okay. so... Mary. Yeah, we really got to dive into this. So, aside from the sexual tension with Camille, and they go to the mall, and Mary gets permission to go to the mall. Okay, so then she comes home, and she's like, I'm just really tired. I think I'm just going to go straight to bed. Oh, because Camille invites her to a frat party. Yeah, a fraternity party. I feel like that's not a Canadian thing. Have you ever been to a frat party? Nope. I don't think we have fraternities here. I don't know. I've actually never attended because of all the high schooling I had to do. Extra. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, didn't ever attend like a big like university, but right. I I have lots of people in my life who have attended like U of T, Queens, U of A, like all the big names. Yeah, I don't think there's sororities and frats the way that there are in no, the States. No, I don't think there are. And so Camille says she's... You know, they're going to a frat party. It's going to be so amazing. None of these loser boys from high school. And Mary's like, okay, well, yeah, like. She's got to lie. Yeah, she's got to lie. So she comes home and Annie's like, oh, hi. And she's like, I'm just going to go straight to bed. I'm so tired. And so she's like, okay. And so she goes upstairs and she's like, Lucy, I need you to lie for me. I'm going to put pillows in my bed to look like a body. She arranges her pillows. And, and Lucy's like, no, no, I can't. I can't. And she's like, you will. And I owe you. And so Lucy reluctantly agrees. She's like, you owe me forever. Yeah. And she's like, I need you to get Matt distracted. Because first, why did Annie and Eric leave? To go visit that friend? Judy. Yeah. Judy, whose husband or died. Or look for Tom. Yeah. Well, they just they had there. to leave the house. And so, yeah. So Matt is sort of in charge and Lu- and Lucy's in charge of getting Matt distracted. So Lucy goes down and is like, Matt, I'm just so confused. I don't know if I should choose Buddhism or Quaker or (laughs) Christianity. And so she like pulls Matt to the side. Mary sneaks out of the front door and in the car is Camille with these two dresses that she stole and they still have the little security tag on them. How did she break that security tag off without? How did she get out of the store without triggering the alarm? And then I thought those things had, like, ink in them. Yeah. And then she just rips it off like it's like a... Oh, you know what she did? She she doesn't break the security tag. She rips a oh, slit up it. right. And says, now you've got a slit in your dress. Because yeah, you've got yeah. killer legs. <laughs> legs for days, Mary. Yeah. So... They get to this party. Yeah. So Mary's, like, unsure, but she's, like, into it. Yeah. So they get to this party, and it is not a party. The boy for each of them. It is Camille's boyfriend and Camille's boyfriend's friend. Yeah. I didn't write down their name. No, I don't think we knew them. Um, and the, Oh, Max. Oh. Max is one of them because it says Max gets her a brewski. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, can I get you a brewski? Oh, God. And Mary's like, no, no, it's okay. Like, I don't drink. Yeah. So she has got a pop in her hand. Yeah. And he's chugging beers. And Camille just leaves with this boy, man. To like a bedroom. Yeah. And so, yeah, Mary's like just sitting there awkwardly. And then they come back out, Camille and the boyfriend. And the boyfriend and the friend are chatting. And they're he's like, I don't think she's into me. Like, Yeah. Are you sure she's 18? Yeah. And, and he's, he's like, like, well, she said she's 18. Yeah. Uh, Camille says they're 18. So yeah. she must be 18. Oh, and she's what, 15? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, they've at least, I think, all had a birthday now. We just only celebrated right. Lucy's. Yeah. Yeah. So Mary's uncomfortable and, and wants she's to like, go home. Yeah, she's like, Camille, we need to go. I need to go. And Camille's like, well, I'm not ready to leave yet. Watch just loosen up. And Mary's like, no, I need to go. And, like, that's not, like, friend. No, that's not a good friend. Like, that's not a good friend, Mary. No, it's not. Yeah, my friends and I were always, like, so aware of each other and where we were going to be and yeah. who we were with. And we, like, had each other's backs and nobody left anybody. Yeah. My friend Robin and I, my BFF, we would use the sign language sign for toilet. Yeah. And we'd be, like, across a super loud bar and we, I would, like, find her and make eye contact and, like, hold my hand up and shake it. And then if I was going to go to the bathroom, like we were all yeah, you like, meet up, yeah. safety, yeah, yeah. So Mary ends up calling home, and it's just landline again. So many of these issues could have been solved with cell phones. And Lucy answers and goes and gets Matt and is like, "Hey, Matt, someone's on the phone for you." And he goes to pick up the phone beside the bed. And Lucy's like, no, no, it's a girl. I think you're going to want to take this in the other room. Yeah, because they're in Annie and Eric's bedroom and they're yeah. both sitting there. Yeah. And so he like goes and then he comes back in the room and he's like, hey, mom, I have a friend who's in trouble at a party. I'm just going to go pick her up. And Annie says, OK, but then straight back home like it's so late. So he goes and shows up to pick up Mary. Oh, and yeah. It says Matt counts to three. <laughs> So Camille's not going to leave. No, she's not going to get in the car and she shouldn't drive. She's, been, she's drinking. been drinking. Drinking? Drinking. Drinking. Drinks. Drinking those brewskis. <laughs> not those soda pops. No. And she's like, no, I'm staying here. And Matt's like, I'm not leaving a 15 year old or I think Whatever, a 15 yeah. or 16 year old at a party with a bunch of frat guys. Get in the car. And then he's like, one, <laughs> two. And she's just standing there and she's like, ugh. Fine. And like gets in the car. <laughs> May I guess drive her home? Because then from the back door, Annie and Eric are in the kitchen and in come Matt and Mary and Mary's been crying and she's in this like skimpy little dress. Mm -hmm. And they're I thought not happy. They're not happy. I thought it was really well done the way that like Annie reacted with like anger, but you could tell that she was like scared. Yeah. And she was like, we're glad you're okay, but yeah. also you're grounded for two weeks. Yeah. I didn't like how she kept like circling around behind Eric in that whole scene. Did you notice that? No, but she I was like on one that. side of him and then she came out in front to talk and then like went back around. And I She's was a like, woman. Get in your place. Yeah. She doesn't just make up punishments on the fly <laughs> with you and me. <laughs> oh, I love getting angry and making up a you rule. You do, but you make them... Like, they affect the whole household. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you, like, freaked out one day and no TV was about allowed to be above 12. 10. 10. Yeah. And that Ever. Ever. Except when we watch it, we, like, want it to be maybe at a 12 or a 14. <laughs> but then, like... Yeah. Blanket rule. Blanket rule. 10's enough. Yeah. But then one time... And then I took a page from your book. Oh, yeah, you did. And caught Wyatt playing with Lego after he was supposed to be in bed. And I just, like, didn't know what to do. And so I just gathered all the Lego, like, in my arm. That you could hold. Like, all the, like, figures and little pieces. And they were, like, in my pockets. And I stormed out of the room and put them in another room. And said, no more Lego in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Ever. <laughs> I know. Uh, 
It's a good one. I like that. Yeah. I thought it was really funny the other day you caught Wyatt building a puzzle after he was supposed to be lights out. Yeah, with a flashlight. With a flashlight. Okay, but the best part is that it's an emoji <laughs> puzzle. Yeah. And you you made him pick up all the pieces of the of puzzle. Of course. And then you grabbed it and you grabbed his emoji stuff. I just looked around and I was like, <laughs> I needed to grab something like none of this. And what I grabbed was the emoji pillow. It's so funny. Like, no yeah. more emojis. No emojis in this house. We're a Lego free and emoji free yeah. bedroom home. <laughs> TV at 10. TV at 10. <laughs> Or strict. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyways, they decide they're going to ground Mary for a month. And Lucy for two weeks. And Lucy for two weeks because they say, oh, Lucy's involved in this. Yeah, Lucy kept the lie. like, yeah. And she didn't have to. Choices. Yeah. But Eric tricks her. And so, because he's still like, you know, she's got to pick a real, like, uh, he's, he's trying to be open to her exploring other religions even though he just really wants her to pick his religion yeah and so he's like well this is how i'm gonna get her to be at what's it called confirmation class on sunday yeah he goes upstairs to the bedroom and says good night lucy good night mary yeah so mary's not in the bedroom but Eric's pretending that he thinks she is yes because he knows that mary is now yeah. home but lucy doesn't know that mary's come home no and so Lucy's like, good night, dad. Good night, dad. Like, like trying pretending to be, yeah. to be Mary. And then Mary walks in right behind and is like, good night, dad. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, she's been caught in the lie. And she yeah. Just... But then Lucy just looks at her dad and she's like, I'll see you Sunday at confirmation. Yeah. Like, was she just trying to get out of it? Like, I don't know. No, I think she was genuinely trying to look up different religions. Yeah. But then because she's a people pleasing middle child. With a fear of abandonment and desperation for parental connection, she saw that as an opportunity to, like, gain that by just agreeing to do the thing that she knows her dad wants. Like, Lucy needs to figure that out. Sorry, we keep it up. Yeah. It is nine o'clock on a Friday. I work tomorrow. Yeah. But I didn't work today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I worked today, but I don't work tomorrow. Yeah. That's nice for us. Yeah. I just also want to point out one of my notes says tea ceremony. So when Tom shows up, Annie is just putting together this tea set. I wrote too many dishes. Yeah. She's got like the special cream holder, the special sugar holder with the little spoon and the cup with the saucer and the like a China tea set. Yeah. That was probably her great grandmother's. Yeah. And I just thought. What is this tea ceremony, Annie? Keep it in your pants. Yeah. <laughs> like she was so she horny was for to Tom. Impress Tom. Yeah. She wanted more than a lip kiss. <laughs> she wanted her other lips kissed. Yeah. Play with his ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, that's it. Like that's it. It's interesting because well, what's next week's episode called? Episode 18. Yep. <laughs> Faith, hope, and the bottom line. Ooh. Eric puts his job on the line to help an ex-con. My God. Yeah. But I think over the next few episodes, because we kind of peeked ahead at the storylines, Mary continues to get into trouble. Yes. And I think we see George the Orphan make a return. Ah, uh, George. Yeah. 
Um, and I wonder if Carrie Russell, something happens in the part one, part two of the season finale with Mary. And I'm, I'm wondering if Carrie Russell is a part of it. Mary and Carrie. Mary and Carrie. Yeah. Camille. Camille. Camille and her fancy sports car. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this, if you want to see any like clips of the show, we didn't have any audio clips this week, but we post reels on Instagram and TikToks on TikTok. So you can find us by looking up Seventh Heaven, a lesbian recap. And we also kind of started playing around with some merch. Oh, yeah. And a couple people have already ordered some things. We've got like a Glen Oak uh, member of the Glen Oak Community Church sweater and sticker. Like a hoodie. Yeah. I know. And a sticker that's called the Clapper. If you bought that, take a selfie of yourself and send it yeah. to us. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you can get some merch. You can follow us online. Send us a message. It's great. And don't breed animals. Yeah, don't. Don't be like me in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. I make a t-shirt that says, don't be like Lindsay in the 90s. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs>